Tail up a bit, Tone, having made the promo this week with your singing of the Giants song. I was alerted to that. I love all footy songs. This is how kids learn the English language, by singing the footy songs. Fabulous stuff from Collingwood there. Second and third quarter, setting up the win. Melbourne pressed in the final quarter, but in the finish, 17 points. And let's be truthful, it's probably closer to a six-goal win on a day not quite as smitten by the weather. 10-10-70, the Pies, Melbourne, 7-11-53. As you pointed out, Tim, my check with four goals. Couple to Pendlebury, couple of Varco. Pendlebury and side bottom were tremendous today. Trelaw as well, and as for the Demons, there's a stack of singles there, but let's give a little bit of a nod to Bailey Fritch, who worked tirelessly to try and keep the Demons into it. So we look at this now, and it always seems to go one of two ways. There's something great to tell about the winners and something to really drill down on why a side certainly lost. I don't know, Lee, where the biggest story is tonight. Uh, Collingwood got home. I think that's just the story. They got the four points. I mean, they, they certainly didn't do anything really outstanding today. They got a six-goal uh, six lead, so they broke the game open. But even then, they, they weren't anywhere near that really free-flowing, quick, vibrant, dynamic team that uh, Collingwood have, have been at some stages early this year and, and a lot late last year. So, yeah, no, they're, not, they're not in great shape. Uh, but the four points to uh, maintain their position up towards the top four uh, is what they got today. No percentage boost, but got the four points. Jim? Yeah, look, I'm trying to find some positives for Melbourne. Uh, Clayton Oliver was probably the best across four quarters, and we saw, again, Bailey Fritch playing as a four. looks really dangerous. He, he could have had himself a really good day. He had ten marks, one goal, four. That's about all the positives. It's the same way that they've been beaten all year. We heard Gary Pert in the pregame. It's too many injuries for him, and they just thought the competition was going to wait for them to catch up after round six or eight but we all know that doesn't happen look it's just you have to be serious consideration they're saying look you want to have a winning culture but you don't want big max gorn to go down the next two weeks that's all you'd be doing as a melbourne supporter i hope you don't lose one for next (laughs) year so but collingwood for me the first two and a half three quarters it was good for them to play a side that tries and plays heavy contested footy because leading into finals that's where the games are won and lost so I think that last quarter, they just put the cue in the rack, Collingwood, and just tried the coast through. But a pretty impressive three quarters from Collingwood. So 10-10-70, Collingwood over Melbourne, 7-11-53. All thanks to McDonald's. We'll be on air until 5.30. And I'm just wondering whether Melbourne's fans, give us a call, 9-6-900-693. If you can pinpoint, is it just a simple matter of injuries? Our team thinks not, but certainly contributing factor. And as for the Pies, they've got more than their fair share out as well. Was there any optimism that Collingwood late in the season can sort of get back to that touch that they had around, you know, round six, seven, eight, nine, ten? On the number, the 3AW called on the Nick Theodosi open line on 9690693. Today it was Collingwood, 31,000. A crowd genuinely reflecting what the weather was like. 10, 10, 70, Melbourne, 7, 11, 53. And as honest as Sydney can possibly be, it looks an uphill battle as we're seven or eight minutes into the final quarter and Port Adelaide around the grounds for Husqvarna leads 82 to 55 and keeps their chance for a late eighth spot absolutely alive. Well done to the players too. I would have thought just the collective handshake and obviously this is what great player Steel Sidebottom is. Not only is he a great champion of the Collingwood Club, a magnificent veteran, but he's taken it on the hard yards on Jim to go to the southern side of the ground, yeah. the furthest away and just high five 
all the fans out there. Stop wingers, dude. They play out wide. <laughs> That's how it works. The just, fences keep them in. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll do it. Take a couple of stats just for the moment yep. uh, for all over bench. But uh, the two, I suppose, I want to sort of drill down on. Okay. Just the effectiveness of all three: Trelaw, Side Bottom, and Pendlebury. Uh, well, Pendlebury, twenty-three touches and two goals. I, I thought he was probably the most effective with those disposers. Trelaw always racks up big numbers. A lot of handballs from him today, but that's what the game called for. He had 15 contested uh, possessions. He had 31, and side bottom, he was probably the consistent one across the game with, with 28, and sort of stuffed the stat sheet, if you will. He's had nine marks, six rebounds, four inside 50s, you know, five tackles, so he, he did a little bit of everything uh, for the Pies. Lee, just, just on Collingwood, they're going to play finals and a good chance yep. for a home final. And who knows, they might even still be able to ascend it to a double chance. Uh, we know they're short of personnel. They'll get some personnel back. But what do you th- what did you make of today's performance, specifically with a look towards September? Oh, well, that's a look towards doing something special late in September. I mean, today was fairly pedestrian. I think that, I mean, if it's pretty ever to go with your Stephen Stevenson back in the... Uh, back in the team. They're, they're two of their most damaging forward half players. I mean, the problem is Cox, we know, is out for the year. So Reed's really important for them, I reckon, because they do need that other tall forward, potentially second Ruckman uh, type player. Uh, Roughhead, actually, they played a little bit forward today, but I mean, he's been he's been pretty solid if you need a really big defender. And Melbourne have got no height in their forward line either, so they didn't need Roughhead down defence today. So, it, I mean, it could be really crude, but if you get the Goey, Stephenson, Reed fitting well back into the side, even those three make a big difference I reckon to what Collingwood can be um, in September but certainly uh, to go with Stephenson yes Reed seems to be from from what Jeff Walsh said earlier there's no certainty that he's going to be back anytime soon 10-10-70 Collingwood defeating Melbourne 7-11-53 Port Adelaide looks like winning